As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Ah, uh, welcome to Preach Camp. Preach Pastor Kevin Camp here with another episode, another sermon. Of course, I'm joined by Rashad. Man, how's it going this week? Going good, man. How about yourself, bro? Man, I'm hanging in there, man. Been all the traveling around. Had had to had to give me a glass of wine tonight and sit on it. Needed that. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the NBA draft lottery. It's finally, finally set. We know the draft order. We know what's going to happen. Um, we most of the NBA combines are already taking place and things of that nature. So we're just gonna talk about the winners and losers and what we expect. You know, when the NBA draft actually comes. Um, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the losers um, in this. And you know, one team that we talked about before. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. We talked about this in our lose lose, our lose lose podcast uh, last episode, and once again they lose again. Uh, they are always in that nine to twelve range, and here you are again at pick twelve. Uh, yes, they had a very small chance of winning, but I mean they can't. I mean it's, it just seems like they always they always gonna lose every single year. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think the, the new lottery format has kind of killed tanking. But even before then, you know, Charlotte, they're never they're never terribly bad and they're never good enough to be out of the lottery consistently. So, you know, they're going to continue to pick in about the same range, have to work out 12 to 20 guys and just hope you can nail the right pick. Because we talked about it last time, like you said, they've been missing on draft picks or taking the same kind of player for years now, the only great pick they got was Kimba in the last ten years. Right, and he's and he should walk out the door after this season. So um, then, I mean, in my opinion, another team that really lost was um, I, I would say the Hawks. Um, is is not really, I mean, obviously having two top ten picks is not bad at all. But when you have the chance to to win twice, I guess you could say, like yeah, yeah two chances better than anybody else, and you end up with the eighth and eighth and tenth pick instead of, you know, maybe a, a, a three and eight or five and six or I mean, anything of that nature. Um, I, I, feel, I feel like the Hawks, I mean, they, they're going to be outside of getting the, the top, top guys. And, it, I mean, which I, I don't think is not a bad – I don't think it's a bad draft class, but I think um, depending on who falls to what, you know, the, the Hawks can really turn their franchise around with these two picks. But also it's like, man, it's too bad they missed out on – R.J. Barrett or Zion, you know, some somebody of that nature. Yeah, the Hawks, they they lost. They had a chance at a a high draft pick, 
But I guess it kind of works out because, you know, the top three picks, we know we consider those the, the true studs. And then from there on, it's just kind of about who do you work out, team fit, and who you think has the upside. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe they can get bowl bowl. They'll kind of get them some more size and shooting. Uh, he has health concerns, but if he can get healthy with the right training staff, you know, that could be a good addition to that Trey Song. That not, not Trey Song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good addition to Trey Young and uh, – John Collins Tandem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. The Hawks. I mean, at least with, with with having two top picks though, or top um, two top ten picks, you can take that risk on ball ball. As long as you know the other guy hit, you know maybe that's a Cam Reddish fall dead to them eight, you know, which is a, a wing shooter. Um, if you can get that and you get a ball ball and ball ball can stay healthy, like you, I mean, boom, you you got you got you a. You got that's, that's four starters in the last three years. I mean, you know, three, uh, four young players, and now you got something to build around. So, Hawks. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not really a, a terrible loss, but yes, you missed out on a Zion or RJ who can extend, who can accelerate the, you know, the the rebuild. But um, but nonetheless, they got two picks, so that's pretty that's pretty decent. Yeah, getting like a Zion and Atlanta man, that would have been basically like the equivalent of Michael Vick all over again. Cause like oh, that, would, yeah. that would have been an explosion in the city. I mean, even like even having Trey Young, like he's he's lighting the city up, and we know he did post All Star break, and he had a heck of a rookie campaign. So he's only going to get better from from now on, and we see what Collins did. He's trending towards All Star status. So yeah, just yeah. hit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I said it again. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. I'm about to say. <laughs> but, yeah, you got John Collins uh, trending towards all-star status. And all you really need now is just a few vets and just uh, just pair some good talent with those guys. I mean, like you said, like a Cam Reddish. I know, uh, you know, he didn't really have a great college season. So, is that dependent upon how he was the third option at Duke or what? But a guy like that. Or let's say like a Jared Culver falls a little bit, just based on whatever happens, and that could be a pretty good uh, addition as well. Yeah, uh, two more I think really lost. Uh, I know, I know, I know for a fact lost. Um, well, the Suns, I think they lost um, big time when you when you was one of the worst teams in the NBA last season record wise, and you don't find yourself in the top four at all. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. And then they're they behind the Cavs, so not only. Not only did they miss out on the star, then somebody who who's gonna be miserable for the rest of their life gonna go to Cleveland. <laughs> so so the uh, Suns, I mean, I guess they in a good spot. You know, they need a point guard bad. So um and I know Mark Draft's got maybe Darius Garland from Vanderbilt or maybe a Kobe White. Kobe, Kobe White, yeah. Kobe White. So I mean they they might not get the star in John Morant, but you know, Darius Garland can can shoot the ball and combo guard and so can Kobe White. So they, it's, it's not it's not a big loss, but it is a it is it it, it doesn't accelerate their, their their rebuild program. And to me, when you was a shoe in to have it, I mean, I had the, you know one of the best chances to get the number one or number two, and you wind up being six. Yeah, that's that's really a big loss. Yeah, if I'm the Suns, like the, the Suns, out the Suns more than the Knicks should be the most hurt because I feel like if the Suns got the, the first pick, I feel like they were gonna take John Morant anyway because they need a point guard. And then you can always just sign a wing in free agency. So I thought they would get a, you know, get John Morant regardless if they got the first pick. And then 
they would have probably caused like, wow, they're gonna pass on Zion, which would have you know stirred up the thing a little bit. But they need a point guard no matter what. Like Booker, he's not can he 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 can pass the ball, but he's not a point guard. He's a he's more of a scoring guard. So hopefully, you know, they can get uh, Kobe White. I wouldn't mind seeing him there. He he will fit alongside Booker because they both can shoot, and then uh, that's that's pretty good, decent size in the backcourt. But oh, John, yeah. but John Morant would have definitely uh, been a been a bit come up for the Suns. He would have probably two years had them trending towards the playoffs. Not saying Garland or White won't do that, but just knowing you could have had John Morant, you had you had one of the top possibilities to get him. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I think another loser. I mean, obviously, is the New York Knicks. Um, we talked about another team that's, that was terrible, and they had a chance at a top three pick. I mean, top, you know, the, to get number one and get Zion, and or even that, you know, maybe maybe a two. But uh, getting get, get number one for them was what everybody was hoping for. I know a lot of people had them shoe in as number one. I think Vegas had, odds had them the number one um, best chance of getting Zion, or at least the number one pick, which would have been Zion or a possibly trade bait, um, and now they got three. But at least they're in the three. I, yeah, I feel like it's a it's a loss, but it's not the big the loss because they're still going to get one of the, the the big three of the draft. Um, but not having Zion um, or the potential number one uh, to trade uh, is kind of a loss. Um, I know Stephen A. Smith went a little crazy because he's just like. He's like the NBA connect NBA. They were gonna rig something. This is what you should have rigged. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I mean the Knicks. I mean, I mean it's it's it just a it just a. Uh, I, I don't know how what a word I, to use, but you don't get one, you get three. So you're still in still in the good race. Um, I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree on this. One. I think I think the Knicks actually made out better by getting the, the third pick. I know everybody wanting them to get the first pick and get Zaya and all that kind of stuff, but. You know where I stand. Our viewers know where I stand. Trade that pick. Well, they got the first pick or not. I was just saying, you know, trade to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. I see. I think now getting the third pick actually works even better for the Knicks because through a very unique circumstance, now the Pelicans won the lottery and got the first pick. So they have. They're gonna more likely take Zion. That's that's the biggest box office star in the draft, which New Orleans needs. They're one of the three worst markets in the NBA, along with you know Oklahoma City and Memphis. So they need the box office star. So I think New Orleans takes Zion no matter what. But I think the Knicks win because with that third pick, you have you they can get R.J. Barrett. You can trade that to New Orleans. You can still get Anthony Davis back. And that kind of helps New Orleans. And so now you have basically two of the three best players in this draft that you can pair together for the next seven years. We saw they did at Duke, and they were roommates. They said they were pretty good friends. And I think RJ has the more better, well-rounded game. I think he can be like a James oh, yeah. Harden. He, he can be like a James Harden type guy. I mean, he was projected number one before they declared and went to Duke. So you know, he was he's been projected yeah. the, the, the true number one for a while. It just the the wild factor of Zion put him at number one, so I think the Pelicans are in a good spot if they can get the Knicks to trade the third pick. I think the Knicks won. Oh yeah, I, I can see, I can see that as well if, for the Pelicans because we're talking about teams who won the draft lottery. Obviously, the Pelicans are the number one because um, as a small market and having that having the the chance to get a uh, like you said a very marketable guy in Zion. It, it it drives our revenue. A lot of people already bought season tickets because when they got the number one pick, 
And like you said, now you can get two of the best players in the draft um, to pair in the. You can go ahead. You can go ahead and restart your your franchise. You have the opportunity to start restart, push the button, and start over. Um, yes, you know you had seven years of Anthony Davis, and and you, you, you didn't capitalize. But now you got one of the best GMs in the business, and David Griffin. And with him, with him, and you add oh, who's the coach? Alvin Gentry. I think he's a solid coach. Uh, I don't know what they do with Drew Holiday. I think um, he's a he's a name for a potential trade as well. Nobody really talking about it, but uh, we we both know that he wants out. Um, but if they you if you can trade Drew Holiday, get some more assets, you know, maybe even Drew Holiday to the Suns, and maybe take that, you know, have have one, three, and and six. It's I mean, it's possible. I mean, I don't see I don't see why the Suns wouldn't consider it. Um, th- thinking that they need a point guard. I mean, I don't, I don't it don't really matter how young. Or how old how old the, the player is, but um, but yeah, Pelican, Pelicans won, and which makes I guess I can see your point about the Knicks winning. Yeah, because if the, if the Knicks had won the lottery and got the first pick, then giving that pick to New Orleans doesn't look as a, it looked appealing, but you had to pair some right. of your talent with it. But now the Pelicans know they can get Zion for sure because they had the, they had the first pick, and then just thinking, all right, we can get R.J. Barrett. Plus whatever young talent we get back from a trade or potential trade with the Knicks, and we know, you know, we are you already said it, we know Drew wants out. He only signed on to stay and play with AD, and that was what twenty seventeen, and, mm-hmm. and AD's wanted out for the last year. So of course Drew will want out, and he he wants to go to a winning team. He's been in the league like nineteen years. He got his money now. He wants to just win. So a lot of teams like you, you mentioned uh, Utah for Utah for one, I think could use him. Indiana Pacers, could use them. Yep. Suns could use them. So those are some teams that should look into trading for Drew. But like, like you said, the Suns. You know, I know Drew's been more of a combo guard lately, but his size and defense would take a load off of Booker. Ooh, man! Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you, you. I mean, I really think you know. You know how we we, we talk about you know win shares and and you know, things like that. But it depends on where you go. Your fit matters a lot, and I think a. a, a uh, Drew Holiday defense and like you said, he can he can put the point on the board easily. Having De- Devin Booker guard the worst guard and Drew Holiday a first time all de- first team all defense type of player on on whoever I mean six five so who who guard point guard or shooting guard doesn't matter that that and the emergence of uh, rising of uh, Aiden I mean I think it's just it, it's it's possible I mean we always say in the West once Kevin Durant walks away that every team is what one or two pieces away and. um Pelicans, like I said, got an opportunity to start fresh, start over on everything, and re and rebuild from the ground up. And I and I and I, I mean, I don't think that's a bad idea um, to to do that. And if the Suns want to take advantage of that, I mean, because if if you if you value Drew Holiday for the five, if you, if you don't believe, you don't think Darius Garland and Kobe White is that is like those guys to, you know, be a. I mean, obviously, if John Morant's your your next star point guard, so let's say if he's in the likes of Dame and Curry and and Kyrie and John Wall, all them guys like that, Kimba, and then your your Kobe White is in your what uh, that that next tier down. Yeah, I mean you might as well take that that known commodity in Drew Holiday uh, if you don't value Kobe White or Darius Garland high. So I mean I, I don't see why the Suns would not entertain it. Uh, I don't know if Drew Holiday wants to go to the Suns, but I mean one, I, I, he, one, he should. No, I mean that'd be a good situation I mean, yeah. for him. And exactly once and once Kevin Durant walks, I mean, is is pretty much open. Um, just I mean, you you would think eight will get better. I mean, he's projected to be better. So him and what Devin Booker did this season, you add that with Drew Holiday. I mean, 
TJ Warren, uh, you got pieces right there too. I mean, you you got solid pieces, so I can see Suns can be Suns can be fighting for that eight seven seed, and who knows what would happen. I, I like your scenario. Like, let's say the Suns did give up that six pick, the Pelicans, you know, depending upon what they got from a possible New York trade to get RJ Barrett as well, like they could have such a young team, they could the Pelicans could really be good for like beyond that seven years because of course we know the guys get into their standard four year rookie contract. And so far, nobody has ever turned down a rookie extension, so that's always seven years. Right. So, so seven years with seven years with Zion, RJ, and I mean, if you need a point guard, I mean, I, I, I mean, you trade with Drew Holiday, so you need a point guard. So whether that's Darius Garland, whether that's uh, Kobe White, or or not point guard, maybe you go get you a Jared Culliver. Um, and you have two great wings and a great power forward in Zion. Yeah, I mean, that's. You know, it's the, the the possibilities are endless. Or maybe you go at the ball, ball have that, have that. You know, that seven footer who can shoot the basketball because you know Zion shot and RJ shot not really there. So you go, or you might get Cam Reddish, bring the whole Duke squad in New Orleans. Who knows? It's, yeah, it's then, a lot yeah of, then they would have yeah. some people like possibly like a Kevin Knox or people like that. So right, exactly. they they, yeah. they would have so much young talent. If you it's, get the right coach, I mean, I think Gentry's a good guy just for he's an old school guy to a certain degree, but he's. Young enough, but he doesn't mind being innovative, so he can create that structure for those young guys to teach them the game and help build them up. Right. So I think that could be a that could really work out. We know we are yeah, like like you said about the Suns too. They go into almost immediate contention for like bottom bottom of the West. Right, and then you talk about the Pelicans who can who's who's going to have the box office because if you put RJ and Zion down there, people are going to watch the Pelicans. Like uh, like like Colin Cowherd said. Uh, he he was right to an extent about how Anthony Davis is a boring star, um, because when you see most of his highlights on ESPN or whatever, or when you're watching the game, it's it's mostly because you know, oh Steph Curry is going to the lane, oh blocked by Anthony Davis. You know, it's not really a uh, things where you see Curry and the like the excitement that Curry brings, Kyrie, um, you know, guys like that, Kevin Durant, Giannis. You know, it, it, they don't they bring a certain different type of flavor to the game and I think that was Zion Zion actually does bring. Um even though I I believe I do believe RJ is a better prospect. Um I don't I mean I, I think you know me, our wings run the NBA. They, um, they, they, do. they do. So um I I value RJ more but you know if I can have best of both worlds I got the, I got the best player to me RJ Barrett and I got the most marketable player to me in Zion Williams put them on the same team and, and I mean the possibilities are endless. Yeah like the Colin Cowherd point is is Anthony Davis a boring star? I'm gonna say yes, but it's really not his fault. Like, he, does he have? He has commercials. He has endorsements and things like that. He has his his merch, the browse, his thing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, just think about it. Outside of Shaq, what big guy has been a marketable star? And Shaq just has that personality. Like, I love Tim Duncan. He's he's not a a he's fun star. Too. He's a boring K- star. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's the greatest scorer of all time, but he's not a, a you know like a Huge star or right. Moses Malone, David Robinson, like these guys weren't. I was say the, only, the only guys is it is Shaq and Embiid. I mean, yeah, it, it's hard yeah. for big guys to be the star because the wings always have the ball and the point guards are usually the most flashy. So that's right. kind of where all that comes from, as far as you know, just who are the stars oh, yeah. and they sight and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Anthony, Anthony Davis is a top five player, so just as a player. You know he he's elite, but like you said, from a marketability oh, yeah. standpoint, I'm, I know he wasn't selling out Pelicans games at all. 
outside of playoff games, he wasn't selling out arenas. Yeah, and then like you know, talk about the, uh about about big man. I mean, maybe maybe a Blake Griffin, uh, because he you know he done a lot of dunks and stuff, Lob City, all uh, that stuff. But other than that, it's pretty pretty much not that not that many big men who who um you know who very marketable. But also, I want I want to make a point about Andy Davis though. Um, you know, I, I know people want to kill him for not not winning and blah blah, but name me a, you can't name me a big man that hasn't had a, a star guard or a star wing with him um, and won. Uh, whether that was uh, – I mean, the, the the worst one is – the worst big man of all time is probably maybe Tim Duncan having Tony Parker. And I think, you know, Tony Parker and Ginobili, are, you know, are still up there in ranks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they might be the worst ones, you know, between, like, Kareem having Magic or Shaq having Wade and Kobe. Um, who else is there? Bill Russell having all those guys he had in Celtics – Will having Jerry West, you know, um, so is I, I know people want to knock Andy Davis not for only making the playoffs a couple times, but I mean you can't you, you it's, it's hard to you name for the, you name me a big man who can make it without you know without a good wing or without a good point guard. So um, which is why everybody say him and Kevin Durant, boom, you are gonna see how great Andy Davis is when he has that that wing like like him with him. So I just wanna make that point. Yeah, all, all Anthony Davis needs. I mean, this is no disrespect to Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday, right? Whether he's playing point guard or <clears throat> excuse me, whether Drew Holiday's playing point guard or shooting guard, he's top ten in that position no matter what. Oh yeah, so no t- no doubt. So you know, that's that's not Anthony Davis's fault. You know that they plus the West has been stacked since he's been in the league. Yes, and he did make the playoffs twice. The first year ran into the Warriors at an eight seed. Come on, I mean they got. They got swept when they played competitive games. I mean, I remember Curry hitting a game winner and things like that. So they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop Davis though. <laughs> yeah. So you know he did his part, and then we saw he did it second time around where they they, they beat up our guy Dane, <laughs> right? With, with those pick and rolls and that trap because they had Rondo and Drew. So you know you need good guard play as a big because they can't bring the ball up every time and all that kind of stuff. They can get their own <laughs> shot once they get the ball, but you gotta have somebody to get the ball up court ninety four feet and get you the ball. So <laughs> the only only big man I see bring the ball up court, Jokic, <laughs> and I wouldn't even want him doing it every time. I mean, yeah, he, he's probably. <laughs> The best facilitator than, than some point guards. As, as a big, he's probably the best facilitator. He's better than some point guards, actually, because he can get a triple double and some guys can't. Right. Um, I want to talk about another winner, and that's, you know, for small market teams, uh, it, it, it feels it feel like you, uh, it feel like a, a Utah Jazz type of feel to me where, you know, you had Carl Malone and you had John Stockton for so long. Now you're trying to rebuild, and you remember how Carlos Boozer and Darren Williams was – I mean, they weren't good for long, but it was a good three or four-year stretch where Utah Jazz was a prominent team um, in the West with those guys. And I feel like the Grizzlies are on the same type of track. Um, had, had Mark Gasol and had Mike, Mike Conner for so long and how great they was and how the Grizzlies were uh, playing. And now you have the chance to, you know, have a new structure, but the same type of team where you got Jared Jackson and now John Morant. Um, and it's already it's already a known fact that that John Moran is going to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies already said that they all lean on him, which uh, makes a lot of sense. Because one, you can make, you can move on from Conley um, and bring some more assets into it. Maybe maybe it's the same thing we said about Pelicans trading Drew Holiday there. Maybe Mike Conley go to the Suns, uh, which we wanted to go to the Pacers, but that's a different story. Um, but Mike Pacers Conley goes to the Suns. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean, it's, it can be the same scenario for the Grizzlies here. They can move on, or they can keep Conley and you know just try to 
try to maintain it. And, and but in my opinion, I, let's let's not waste Mike Conley years anymore. Um, if you if you're able to get a John Morant, which you probably will, there's no point of of, of wasting you know Mike Conley's prime and uh, keeping him. Uh, I I mean because you're not you're not going to win with Mike Conley, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson anyway. So you might as well get assets while you can. Why not trade Colin County for that six pick from the Suns, or uh, maybe it's maybe trade him to the Bulls. I, I mean, you know, what I'm, I'm just giving options out here, but uh, um, you know, get assets back for Mike Conley. You just go. You have the opportunity as well to restart your franchise. And you already got one piece in place in Jaron Jackson, so uh, you got Dylan Brooks. So why not go ahead and um and and add John Morant, trade Mike Conley away, get some more assets in there. And Grizzlies got lucky. I mean, to to me because. If they didn't, they didn't get this top three pick. I mean, who are they gonna get? You're gonna have Cam Reddish waste his life in Memphis. Uh, you're gonna have guys like Jerry Culver get stuck in Memphis his whole career. You know what I'm saying? And, and like you said, you unless you're most star, most stars are staying seven years now. So if 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 Jerry Culver became a good star, now he's gonna be stuck there for seven years and can't do nothing. But he's not gonna be the star that projected of a, of a Morant. So I think John Morant brings a, a a type of flashiness to the game and type of. Um, you know, grit and I won't say grit and grind, but he knows what it takes and he he grinds because of where he came from, Murray State, um, putting the team on his back. So I mean, him and Jaron Jackson are, are perfect fits for that system, and I think I think they won because if they didn't get the top three pick, they was gonna be stuck for a while. Yeah, they are already kind of floundering as it is, and they just traded one of their cornerstones, Marcus All, to Toronto. But yeah, they had that second pick, and I think New Orleans getting that first pick and Memphis getting the second pick. I think Rudy Gobert said it best. Tanking might be dead because neither one of these teams had the top odds to get those picks, and they got them. And we're going to probably have two rejuvenated, quote-unquote, small markets. And like you already said it, Mike Conley, he's had some good years in Memphis, but he's 31. He has two more years on his deal, 32 and $34 million. So, you know, go ahead and slightly ease him out the door. They were considering it this year. Just go ahead and ease him out the door. Let him go ahead and try to – Join a winning situation if you can make it happen for good assets or a good draft pick, and then just keep just reboot your fr- your franchise. You took Jaron Jackson. I like what I saw from him this year, and if we get John Morant there, which they shouldn't pass on him, who knows what that talent can be? That could be, like you said, the next Mark Gasol, Mike Conley duo that can get them in the playoffs for a couple of seasons and sell some tickets. And after the 2019-2020 season. They're gonna have a, a lot of cap space, you know. It just sucks that people don't really sign on to play in Memphis because you know they're gonna get Chandler Parsons off the books after Valanciunas accepts his uh, player option. He's gonna be off the books. So is Avery Bradley and C.J. Miles. So that's gonna free up a lot of space. The only thing they have on their books beyond the 2019-20 season is right at the moment Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, and Jaron Jackson. So they they have a lot of free space. But it just depends right. upon, you know, does anybody want to – Does any, will anybody see that light, you know, that, that have that foresight and see that light in the tunnel? Like with Morant and with Jackson, this could be something special. So I'm going to go ahead and sign on and go play in Memphis. Right. Now, and, and, and that's a good thing because it's not like they uh, – where players are looking at Memphis and free agency, it's a great thing that they're not looking now because, you know, like, like you said, when Parsons don't come off till what, after next year? Yeah. Like, like one more season? Right, so $25 got, million. So got, dollars. So, so you got one season to see John Morant and Jaron Jackson together, and you can and you should see that next step of Jaron Jackson this year. 
Um, and John Morant, if you if you if he's averaging coming out fifteen seven and seven, let's just say that for example, as a I, I would I would I wouldn't say a premier free agent, but you know a, a tier two tier three guy looking at Grizzlies and looking like okay, well they can overpay me to come to Memphis. Uh, I'll come there and I can be I can be that guy. I can be that that I guess a a, a veteran to to them. And while they rise up, I'm right here with them. So it's it's very possible. Uh, they might not get no. They might not get a star star, but um, you know they can find somebody who come in and hopefully help them take that take that next step. And make, like you said, make the playoffs uh, and get back to that grit and grind way of the Grizzlies. Um, so they 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 want they want especially. Like and, even got like Julius Randle maybe signed there. That, that wouldn't be bad. Right, exactly. And he's well, he gonna get his money. Yeah, yeah he, he, he wants his money. <laughs> he 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 want he gonna get his money. He gonna, he gonna get his money this, this offseason. Um, and to talk about the draft, how you talking about how like we. We as a, um, I mean, I, I know we I know we got different points on this one, but I know we as a uh, sports uh, community and fans, we always complain about something. Uh, whether that's you know we complain about Kevin Durant for a long time going to the Warriors, we complain about expanding the college playoffs, we expand about uh, we uh, complain about the high school uh, players coming out of high school straight straight instead of a one and one and done deal. We always complain about something, and then when they change it, we still gonna complain. So, with that being said, I'm talking about like how really the old draft lottery rules was was. I mean, I know you want to get other people more chances, but look look what happened. Um, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Bulls had three of the best four chances to 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 get the number one pick, and the Knicks, the only team that was able to stay in the top three, and like Hawks and Bulls fell out fell out, and now now they can, you know uh, and and the Suns. So like that's that's. That's, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad thing because you got more uh, unpredictability, but obviously the taking, like you said, does go away. Uh, but, but honestly, do you see, I mean, are, are these teams really taking? Because Suns, I mean, we, we know nobody's going to sign the Phoenix. Um, Hawks, they was in rebuild mode. All their guys left, and they was, you know, lost coach and Coach Bud left, and now you had, you, you had to rebuild. So it's not like people are, are signing out the door, not going to the door to come to Atlanta. Uh, same thing for the Knicks. You know they've been a disaster for you know forever, and uh, the Bulls teams have. I mean, you know, they they kind of hit the reset button too. So I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say they was really in tank mode. They're not like the Sixers did a couple of years ago. But with, with this new draft lottery, you're gonna see a lot of teams who actually need. I, I mean, I mean, you know, actually need it, and they're not gonna be able to have a chance to because I think the old draft lottery pretty much said that the bottom five. Was pretty much going to stay the top, you know, the top five of the draft. And now you've got another team like the Lakers jumping from all the way from 10 all the way to four. Then Grizzly jumping all the way up there to, to number two, same thing with Pelicans. Like, and that was like, that was, I thought that was pretty crazy and pretty wild. And now it doesn't make it more entertaining. It does. But, but, but as a GM and, you know, from, from office view, it's like, dang, like, no matter, no, even if I, even if I, even if I do this, I still might not get a chance to, to get uh, a shoe in uh, top pick um, pick. So even if, even if you try to put a good, decent roster like the Hornets does and try to make playoffs but lose, even you, you play mediocre basketball, I guess you still got a chance to get number one pick, which is, you know, kind of crazy, um, you know, to me. But, I mean, we're we going to complain about no matter what happens. We're always going to complain. So. Yeah, that's, that's going to be sports, though, whether it's the, like you said, the college playoff, well, since all the games, I mean, and I, I think me and you said it too. Well, 
but we weren't we weren't big advocates of the playoffs. Not not over the top, but we were like, well, they can try out see how it works. But you know, we we're like, they can't even get the you know they can't even get this right. Y'all want to expand it to eight, <laughs> like right, like, like people yeah. expand that. People want to expand to eight, and y'all can't even get really the a good four right. So exactly, this this sports you were gonna complain at all times about anything. I like this new draft lottery format just because the object of every NBA team should be to win, of course, make money from, you know, season ticket holders, things like that. But the main object should be to win. And with these new draft, new draft odds, you can win and still land a top pick, which is what you want because you don't want guys to be trading away all the talent at the trade deadline. And now they just <laughs> bolt, they just they just bolt up somebody else's roster. Like we can we can watch the West Finals right now, and what do you see? The Knicks were benching cancer, and now he's on Portland in the West Finals. You yeah. know, they were they were basically tanking. So things like that. I think the new draft format, the lottery format, excuse me, will kind of make teams go away from the, the tanking format. Oh yeah. No, I do love the fact that they, they that they are getting away from that. But then again, it's like I don't want to see fans complain because all before you 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 complain about Oh, we don't have no chance at jumping. You know, it's, it's it's already a done deal. We can't get there. And then now, because your team, the Knicks, at, at the top of the draft, and now you're mad because you're three. Or if you're the Bulls, you're you're four. You know, you hope you, you hope you get up there and get lucky and get an RJ, get a get a job rent yourself, and you fall down to you fall down to seven. You know what I'm saying? And, and now you complain about it. So I, I mean, I don't. I just don't want to hear. Uh, it, it's mostly just fans. I really don't want to hear you or the Knicks media. Getting pissed off because we didn't you didn't get number one. Well, I'm sorry, y'all was one probably one of the teams who was complaining too. Because as a Laker fan, I'm pissed off that we never got one. We always kept getting two for three years in a row. And instead of us getting a cat or getting a Ben Simmons, we got stuck with Ingram and Lonzo Ball. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm not saying they not they not they not talented, but you know they're not the other guys either. So uh, yeah, it it kind it, it kind of sucks, but. I'm not really I'm not really all for this, this new draft lottery. I do I do like the part that is it's um get rid of the tanking part, but um cause especially like like you said, having Kendall sit down when he's one of your best players, that's just that's just idiotic. Um and 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 and, and very obvious of what you're doing. Um I do like getting getting rid of that, but the fact that we saw we saw four teams or three teams jump, that I think that I think I mean, like I said, it does bring excitement, but that's, that was kinda wild. Yeah, the, the lottery the lottery has almost become competitive. The right. only the only complaint I have about the lottery is instead of just coming out unveiling envelopes for five minutes, just do the thing live on TV. I mean, I think it's embarrassing that we got a all star draft on TV before we got a lottery on TV. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's pretty pretty crazy. But I guess they have their reasons for doing it how they're doing. I'm not sure if it's just that time consuming because it is a lot of you know, numbers involved with the, the odds, things like that. So whatever the case may be, I think they should still do the, the ping pong balls on, on TV. It, it'll make for a better – I think that'll be it, – it'll kind of quell the complaints of, oh, this is rigged or y'all don't want the Knicks to get the pick or you don't want the Lakers to get the pick or whoever to get the pick because look at history. Just because you get the number one pick, it doesn't mean you're going to be great. The Cavs got Kyrie, Anthony Bennett, and Wiggins. You 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 kept one. He asked out for a trade. Bennett didn't pan out, and Wiggins had traded to Minnesota. So just getting number one pick really doesn't mean anything. I mean, Sixers got Simmons and Fultz. Simmons 
can't shoot and faults just whatever happened. I hope he gets Lost better. His but way. Yeah, whatever happened. <laughs> you know, whatever it, it may be of you know, something mental or family structure, whatever the case may be, you know, just it seems like, you know, it's not a basketball reason, but they had number one pick. You thought they were going to for sure run through the East with another, another number one draft pick, but it didn't happen. Right. So just getting uh, that pick doesn't mean a lot. It's just about what you do with your picks. Exactly. Um, and what, like I said, we're talking about winners, uh, Lakers, uh, about, about this new draft lottery format. What wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened for them if not for the lottery, this, this new format and the Lakers sprouted up from 10 to four. And I think that was a great win for them. We 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 know we know why, um, and that's to for, to get into the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. Um, I think I think they can they possess the best uh, package in my opinion. Um, as far as if if they was able to get rid of everybody, if they was to get rid of all the young core and the pick, they had they had the best um, best package. But as a GM of the Lakers, I would not send all my three players and the top four pick, which is why Pelicans ain't. Wouldn't trade, wouldn't trade Davis to me because I'm not falling for. I'm not. I'm not. You're not gonna fleece me, you know. Uh, but uh, the fact that they're in the running um, is fine. Um, and if the only thing bad about it is you, you do miss out on the big three by one pick, but you have a lot of options. Um, you can, like I said, trade for Davis. You can trade down. I mean, I know NBA don't do that that much, but as NFL does it. But you can trade down maybe, or even take a. My, I think the Lakers need a center. I think everybody keeps talking about wings, and I see DeAndre Hunter on there for mock drafts. I've seen Jared Culliver. I've seen Darius Garland. But I'm thinking, man, do people not realize what the biggest need for the Lakers is? And that's that's a center um, or you know, at least a big man. And I think uh, – I know the injury history is there. Uh, but ball, ball, ball is a, is a good, is a good um, draft pick, I think. Uh, I think Jack Jason is it Jackson Hayes from Texas or Jason Hayes. I can't think of, of his first name, but he's a shot blocker, uh, more like a Jerry Allen. Um, yeah. Role. But, but I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's what the Lakers need. I mean, I know LeBron needs a lot of spacing, which is why I say ball ball is more important, but um, if his health don't hold up, I mean, I think, I think, I think a big man is, is needed um, there. So they got a lot of options. I mean, you can get, you can get wings and you can keep playing, this finesse style of basketball, that's fine as well too. But you know, I think getting the ten to four give them a lot of open, a lot of open uh, range to do a lot of different things and be more flexible. Yeah, the Lakers are a winner. Nobody thought they would get into the top four. Barely missed out on the, on the top three, like you said. But just getting that, getting that fourth pick, that's still a valuable asset. I mean, I don't think they can trade for for AD. I mean, they have they're gonna be using most of like leverage because. <laughs> All they're basically doing now is Ingram has the blood clot, so they he won't be in any trades. Lonzo Ball can't stay healthy, so I don't think you anybody wants to trade for him. And so now you're just looking at Kyle Kuzma and Josh Hart. I don't think that works with just the fourth pick. So the Lakers may be better off just trying to go sign Vucevic and for agency. But as far as the draft goes, they may have to reach on the pick. I mean, yeah, got to, <laughs> got to. I mean, yeah. Now I do, I do like DeAndre Hunter though. Um, him being a small forward slash power forward. Um, Kawhi Leonard is to me. Right, exactly. A d- defensive base and can – I mean, he can score. He show – I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a champion now, so he can score the basketball. He he, he did put on the show in that next championship game. So, uh, and, he, and he, like I say, very versatile. Can I think he can guard two through four with no problem. So, um, that – that and defense is what Lakers need too. So, 
defense and the big man is is the priorities. And if they don't see that, I don't understand Darius Garland. I understand he can play guard, but I mean Josh Hart there, then uh, Lonzo and and LeBron took control of the ball anyway. So I don't understand why you need that. Um, but who knows? But yeah, I think the Lakers needed that for that flexibility. And I mean, who know who knows how you know how what they what they do with it? Who out? Because these are kind of crazy right now, but. Um, I think DeAndre Hunter might be on something if he get that, but like you said, they probably have to reach. Yeah, if I'm the Lakers, as far as just what they should do in a draft, Hunter's probably going to be the best bet just because he has a good upside. Outside of him and uh, Cam Reddish on the upside, and we already mentioned Bo Bo, I think that's probably like that should be their top three options, but I guess they're kind of stuck as far as you know, LeBron, he's in that that final stage of his career, and I don't, I don't think they can win a championship in the next couple of years anyway. So unless they got a major player like Anthony Davis, or, I mean, or like Kevin Durant, so they they just focus on just building for the next three to four years. So when LeBron's contract does run out, you do have some young guys who have developed and can lead you into the next on the next wave. Now let me think about. Uh, let me throw something at you. Now we 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 talk, and I think I think because Magic left. Uh, it probably wouldn't work, but if Magic was there, and I, you, you know the relationship, I'm, I'm, I'm the team I'm about to tell you, you, you know the relationship between these two guys. It would for 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 another team that we always say loses, which is the Hornets and Michael, Michael Jordan. What when think, think of how think of how this would work if the Lakers and the Hornets would have swap, you know, swap trade picks four and twelve, but you know also the Hornets give you Kimba. So one one the the Hornets can move up in the draft and try to get them a better player. Uh, which <laughs> for the draft history probably wouldn't even work out. They but... they they'd probably just, man they they probably <laughs> they probably, dra- probably draft. Uh, I mean, who, did, who uh, what they got right now? They got a bunch of um big men. They probably draft another big man. <laughs> they had Biombo. They had Biombo. Um, T- Frank Tank, Cody Zeller, and J- and uh, Hayes or something yeah, like that. Man, but it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but but the idea is like you know you're gonna lose Kimba, um, so why not? Why not do a sign and trade? Send him over there. You know, what I'm, I'm I'm just thinking of creative ways for the Lakers to, you know, use the pick. So now you you, you still get you a star in Kimba. You got LeBron. You still got your your young core. Now you got the 12th pick. You know, which I mean, if you do your homework, you can find you a good guy right there in, in the 12th range. Maybe a uh, Huchamora from Gonzaga. You know, some some something like that, or maybe find you a defender right there that, or get your big man right there. Maybe ball ball slips because of uh, injury. Now, now you can add a star in Kimba. Still got your young core intact, LeBron. Now you got you a ball, ball, and maybe, or uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm just, I'm just throwing out little pieces of, of, of GM type of moves. I guess that that could, I mean, could happen possibly. Um, to, just, to, just to throw something out there. Yeah, I can see your thinking behind it. The only thing is, is it would still be the, the same as the AD thing. The Lakers have to, they would have to give up almost their whole roster just to make it work financially wise. Because Kim was in line for that. That uh, that super that, max, I think. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That's that super that super max is gonna be uh crazy, uh, two hundred something million dollars. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So so a sign and trade, you know, it really wouldn't justify because even though I think he's on the same level as Kyrie Irving, you I'm know, I'm not paying neither one of them too many dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. That, <laughs> I wouldn't pay that money unless you are Charlotte, which is still a lose lose because in about two or three years, Kimba's gonna be aging. And he's, right. a, he's a smaller guard, and you got guys like Trey Young who are elevating. So exactly, yeah, you're right. So I think it's 
the Lakers still wouldn't benefit from that. You know, you'd rather have Anthony Davis. So if I'm going to sign and trade somebody, I'd rather sign and trade for him versus Kimba. I mean, I love Kimba, but that would be bad. And they would basically gut the roster just to get. So I mean, that, that would mean the pick Kuzma and Lonzo well, Ball. All those guys would well, be Kuzma, out. Well, Kuzma, well, well, Kuzma, Lonzo ain't got no money. So that I mean, I, I know the financial thing would have to be like um, really, really going to be bad because. Lakers got so many expiring contracts. They don't really have anybody on the books, really, except LeBron and the the young core. So I mean, yeah, it probably won't work. But I mean, I, I would just think of scenarios to try to help, you know, two teams try to win at the same time, you know. Um, but you know, um, this this draft lottery, we we see we see what happens. And I know we didn't mention teams like you know Cavaliers and nobody Wizards. cares. Um, they but, they have bad leadership. They're gonna draft bad anyway. Yeah, or 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 it might be somebody solid and he just gets stuck there forever. So we're not gonna care about who it goes to the Cavs. The Bulls have an opportunity to go get them Darius Garland or Kobe White. So I think they'll be fine. Just run down at the Wizards. Um, they're in the they're in the at pick eleven. I mean, they're not going to get anybody uh, to change the franchise around. But I mean, they would love, in my opinion. I think they probably should go for a point guard. Um, I know John Wall's agent, Achilles, and all that stuff. But at, at least have you somebody who can. Either play either either let Bradley Beal can play the three and you can have your combo guard one or two. So maybe maybe if a Kobe White for example fell to eleven, I think that'd be perfect for them. Um, and we got the Timberwolves who they know they need some help because they're like what like we said earlier about the Suns. Um, once Kevin Durant leave, most teams are on one or two pieces away from making the playoffs, and you got one of the best big men in the game. Andrew Wiggins might not be what we thought he was going to be, but he I mean for his draft capital, he's a I'm not gonna say bust, but for his draft capital, he's a he's not what we expect. But he's if you say he was drafted at pick ten, I mean what he's doing, averaging 17 points a game is you know that's that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's good. Pretty, yeah. that's, that's good. So you know so, so we can't really knock him too hard. But Kelvin Dario, um, you add you add another young guy here will be that'd be solid. Um, Hornets, we know they're gonna mess up regardless. <laughs> so don't talk about them. And I mean the Heat and Celtics are round out the draft lottery. I mean, he got a lot of directions to go. They really don't have any cornerstone pieces um, to to I mean to build around. So I mean, they're just gonna be adding a guy, and they're just gonna be a bunch of guys. Um, Boston is a team that I mean, you, you you're losing Kyrie probably, and the way that Rozier talking, you're losing Rozier. So point guards off is on the table, but I mean, Marcus Smart can play the point guard if if need be. So you you already know what I'm. I'm disappointed, Danny Ainge, because he never fixed his 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 problem, which is defense, uh, which is rebounding. Um, so I expect them to go out to the big man in the in this draft. So that's the draft, the finished draft lottery. Anything you want to add on to it? Yeah, all I know is nobody better not let Bo Bo slip down to the Celtics. Oh man, I'm be just, I'm be mad. I'm be mad. I mean, I, I understand. He gonna, he gonna, he's gonna dominate. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. He's gonna dominate the injury concerns and everything, but I know he only has one more year with Al Horford as far as like his play option, but. If Bowl Bowl goes to the Celtics, that's gonna trouble. that's gonna be a crazy, crazy East with because I think Tatum still he hasn't Tatum really Tatum and Brown gonna merge. Yeah, they have they have upside. Yeah, once once, they, once Brad Stevens puts the friendship aside, like hey hey Gordon, you gotta be the sixth man, and let Tatum and Brown start doing their thing, and they actually go get a decent point guard. If somebody likes Bowl Bowl slips to them. The Celtics would be pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe no even the, maybe even the Heat too, because you got to think about the Heat. They have Whiteside, who's been terrible. But, but they, they they also have Bam though. So um, 
you know, that's kind of oh, well, see, but that's the good thing about Ball Ball because he is he is a guard who's actually just seven two, <laughs> you know, much. so like he can play power for and he can stretch the floor. So you Ball Ball, if if healthy, honestly, is the fourth best player in the draft. And I mean, I I, I know I love Jared Culliver. I I think Coach White is gonna be a hell of a player. Uh, Cam Reddish, other guys like that. But if if I if you if you told me, yes, Ball Ball is gonna have a a good healthy twelve year career. I'm taking him fourth overall. Like, oh yeah, but, like easily, and it's no question about. It. I think he's, I think he would be the fourth best player in, in his class, just because height, shooting ability. I mean, he's a he's a unicorn like Porzingis, so I mean, he's a lot of, a lot of different ways. So, ball ball going to be on Celtics. That's going to be scary. And my my question for you though is, out of the lottery, who do you think has the most potential? Like far as upside, are they getting the right pick based upon their current roster? Who do you think has the most upside? And what I mean by that is. I like what the Bulls can possibly do. They because they have they took Wendell Carter and they have marketing and they have mm-hmm. Zach Levine already locked up. And I think they have Otto Porter for like two more years. So like if if the Bulls hit them like a pick, they could be pretty good. Like they could basically go from not being in the playoffs to being in the playoffs right away. And I yeah, think um, it's maybe the last year with Chris Dunn. So if they hit on like a pick, they could be pretty good. I think you I think you're absolutely absolutely right. Um the Bulls out of these teams no matter what, um, will have like long as they, if they get Kobe White or they get um, Darius Garland and or whatever whoever they get, I think they should also go after Julius Randle. Uh, that's my opinion uh, because you know it, it it would work, but Jabari Parker is not who they thought he was going to be. So uh, uh, you get a Julius Randle with the winner Carter Jr. and Laurie, and you, the way you can miss and match them, those three players together, and the way you can mismatch a Otto Porter and a Levine. And then you're gonna have Chris Dunn, and you're gonna have this number seven pick, who I was assuming be a point guard. Yes, they should be in the playoffs next year. Because um, Laura, Laura is a Laura is a problem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is Mar- a problem. Yeah, yeah, marketing. He's not people don't really. Me. Yeah, yeah. People don't really recognize marketing because he's in Chicago and he's an international player. But but marketing, I'm begging him being the All Star next year. Marketing is is a problem. It's serious. Yeah, serious problem. Right, Laura marketing is. He, he he's going to assert himself, uh, and the way he the way he plays, the way he scored the basketball and rebounds and stuff like that, man, Lord's going to be something special. And like, so we, uh, I, I would agree with you on that. The Bulls, the Bulls had the best, the best opportunity to, to out of this lottery to make the playoffs as far as like the next dynasty. Uh, it, as long as everybody emerges like they want to and get get better every year, they, they're going to be a problem. So that's our time of preach, care, preach. We're Rashad, um, draft lottery. You better preach it. Trey songs. Be <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> we out. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. 
Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 